You're listening to Sunday Worship at Weddington Methodist Church. Find more ways to worship, fellowship, serve, study, and be supported at weddingtonchurch.org. I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. While, I, while you're turning, I'd like just to share with you, it's uh, such a great opportunity to be part of this church and a privilege to be part of this church and to see the various ministries and the missions and the way that you all care for each other. In this past week, we had five different funeral services and to see the way, though, that you have loved on your families and cared for each other. Uh, we are so grateful for who you are as a church. This coming week, we're excited with things that are happening, like our consignment sale and other things. And when you see the consignment sale, what I want you to always remember when you see that is thousands and thousands of dollars that will be going to missions. Um, these people get together and work so hard night and day to provide incredible ministries, and they will touch so many lives, and you will touch so many lives in the name of and on behalf of Christ. So we are so grateful for that. And then it got tickled because the men's group went, they've got a lot of people coming. Let's do barbecue at the same time. That'll do mission work as well. So this coming weekend is exciting. Also this coming weekend, though, um, we will have two of our clergy being ordained. Patsy will be one of those who will be ordained next Saturday. So I want you to look at her now because next Sunday she'll look holier. <laughs> and just, you know, uh, for, some, for some full transparency, um, you know, I remember sometimes Fred Craddock saying, my preaching professor, you know, sometimes you just need to be honest with your congregation and without being, you know, too honest. But I shared with you a few weeks ago that I am one of those who uh, have the gift of, of kidney stones. And so I've been dealing with one for about the last five weeks. And uh, it just continues to, to kind of hang on, progressing, but hanging on. I actually went to an ultrasound this past Thursday, you know, in between the services and, um, you know, the 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 technician who always does my ultrasounds. I've been going to this doctor for about 20 years or so, but you know, we know each other well. I, I am so familiar now with this process that they literally turn the monitor where I can say, I go, put it right over here, you know, and, and, you know, they will, you know, we can sit there and look at it, but, um, you know, she was pressing right where the stone is and trying to get a good picture. And I told her, I said, if you don't stop that soon, I'm going to be speaking in tongues. <laughs> and I'm going to pray to God that you do not get the interpretation. <laughs> oh, you know. And, and she goes, well, at least you still have your sense of humor. And, and so, uh, but, you know, I, I share that with you to say, first of all, I want to say thank you to Rob and to all of our staff. Uh, but, you know, Rob is a part of the club, so he, he understands what you go through with kidney stones. But on my way here this morning before the 815 service, I literally had to stop and take a non-narcotic pain med. So I'm sitting here kind of monitoring my pain going, so if you do this, that'll get you till noon, you know, and those kind of things. And um, 
The team has been ready today no matter what happened. But the reason I share this with you too is over the last week, I've been hearing some of you going, we've been watching. We watch to see if you're feeling good or not, you know, and by your facial expressions. So, I, you know, I'm sitting over there a while ago going, smile, make it real. You know, um, but I am grateful. Now I go tomorrow for a CT scan. It's been long enough now that we need to, to kind of make some decisions or see what's happening. And um, it's funny because, you know, they said, you know, on Thursday, we think you should go get a CT now and, and let's see exactly we can get a better picture. Fine. And they call Nancy to set everything up. You know, the insurance and everybody calls and, and um, they said, you know, I hadn't really been to the doctor much this year. So they said, so when you come, you're going to need to bring like $2,000 with you. And I told Nancy, I, I'm actually feeling better. You know, I'm, it's, it's, uh, it's eased off quite a bit. But then I will also confess to you that about 1130 last night, I looked over at it and I said, I'll give you $2,000 right now if you'll make this go away. Um, so it's been an interesting weekend. But I share that with you just so, you know, if you see grimaces and stuff, uh, that's just kind of what that is. This is just part of my life. I, I, I don't worry about it because, one, my kidneys are great. My function's great. Everything's good, so don't worry about any of that. I just make rocks. You know, you would think it'd be great if I'd go, look, it's a pearl or a diamond. Nah, it's just a rock and, um, you know, that has little to no value whatsoever. I am convinced that when Paul talked about his thorn in the flesh, he had kidney stones. I think that's what he, when I read it, it's like he had kidney stones. You can just tell that's what Paul was dealing with too. But I look at it this way too. You know, people go, I don't know how you deal with that. Mine is just pain. There are other people who have diagnosis that are so much more significant that impact their, you know, their bodies and their lives and other things. I just have pain periodically. And I'll take that. You know, I'll, I'll take that. I, you know, I'm grateful to God to be healthy. And so I just share that with you so that you kind of know what is going on because there was a little time this morning to where it's like, I'm not sure I'll be able to make it quite till noon. Right now we're doing really well. That said, we're going to get moving. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 10. Today is World Communion Sunday. So hear these words. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread. We, who are many, are one body. For we partake of the one bread. Will you pray with me? God, we give you thanks for your love and grace. What a privilege to join together to worship you. A beautiful day, a privilege to join together with brothers and sisters in Christ, to sing praise to you, offer our prayers to you, to hear a fresh word from you. So now as I stand before these, your people, this is your church. So I pray that this will be your message and not my own through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
I really do love World Communion Sunday. As we get ready for World Communion Sunday, we set up the flags with the various countries where we are in partnership. We talk to the pastors of the churches where we are in ministry together and we share, you know, what are you guys doing? They send us pictures, we send them pictures. So today, you have been being talked about around the world. Because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're the church. I love the fact that we are a part of something that is much bigger than just us. Sometimes it begins to feel like we're just concerned about us. We're part of a worldwide church. Brothers and sisters who believe in Jesus Christ today, people with different languages have been offering praise to God, raising their hands, singing to God, celebrating who God is. Today, people in different cultures have been praising God with different styles of worship, different types of worship, worship among all races, different styles of music. I mean, some people have have been joining together with drums and guitars and other things. Other people have been getting together with organs and keyboards and and, and others with different instruments and, and different sounds and styles and rhythms. And I just think on Sunday morning, God may just go, oh, watch this, I'm gonna turn over here. You know, the, what God gets to experience every time we worship with the different styles. Some with high church liturgy, here's how we go. Others a more relaxed format. Others Pentecostal or charismatic, all together, those of us who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, we are, we're the church. It's a beautiful thing. If you look up the word communion, it actually means an act or instance of sharing, an an intimate fellowship, a body of Christians having a common faith. We join together around the world, and and it's always a great time to remember the ministries that we're part of, such as in God, Bulgaria. We are in ministry together with Zvetan Aliyev, who is the pastor there, but that church building that you're looking at right there, you actually built that building. This church provided the resources years ago to physically build that building. You go through that door to the left, there's a fellowship hall behind it, and and it's a great place. There are pictures of you on that wall right through that door. That's because we're family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Vaitan and I periodically will Zoom together and have conversation, sharing life, sharing ministry. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. In Sibiu, Romania, we have Light from Light Methodist Church with Christian Estrate. And and again, there's another facility that you helped to make happen because, well, they were renting this facility and and then it came time that the people were going to sell it, but the price was just so exorbitant. There was just no way that it made sense for us to try to help, you know, buy the property and they got to really chewing about it, talked to the people and, uh, that were selling it, and the lady who owned it said, you know what, my daddy told me that if I ever sell this, I ought to make sure I sell it to somebody who will use it for a good cause. She felt led to turn around and drop 100000 off the cost. 
so that the church could then provide a place. It's got the parsonage there. It's got the place where they join together in worship, places where they can grow. This is also the church in Romania during the Ukraine war and even current today where we were able to go into Ukraine, help get out some of the orphans who were in places that were unsafe due to the bombings, bring them out to Romania. This is the church who helps take care of those kids and others who are displaced. They've got pictures of you on their wall. They know you. You're their sister church. There are only three Methodist churches in all of Romania. This is one of them, and it's the church you sponsor and support. They see us as their covenant church, their sister church. That's ministry. Today, they remembered you in prayer as they celebrated Holy Communion with us in Costa Rica We've been involved in ministry in Costa Rica for many years, going and helping to build various buildings, being involved with Pastor Victor, Pastor Giovanni, Bishop Palomo, who's just a wonderful man there, a friendship that I, I am grateful for. And uh, recently I had the opportunity to go and I met um, Pastor Daniel and his wife, Anna, and, and, and then Greg and um, we all came back together, Brian, and, and they helped create this ministry with them where you see they worship outside. The couple were living in a hut. Now they have a small parsonage that they live in. We're now helping them build their sanctuary. And they love you. They love Brian and Greg and the whole ministry team, those of you who went to help build. We're in ministry together. For years, we were, we've been involved in Yahuru, Kenya with Pastor Simon and, and the churches there in Yahuru, which is about four hours or so north of Nairobi. We have pastors and churches that we support, a pastor school. It's in Yahuru where we have the home of the Good Shepherd, which was an orphanage because a family from this church went over to be part of the preaching ministry and the church ministry and teach the pastors, saw children walking around on a landfill looking for food, found out there are so many orphaned and abandoned children they came back and said, how do we sleep in our house with guest rooms when there are kids who don't have a place to stay? So that family put up the first 200000 and said, if this church will help build a building, we'll put up 200000 and we'll continue to give toward this ministry, but we've got to do something. You have an orphanage now in Kenya. But we support the pastors and churches there, Pastor Julius with the churches up in the Samburu region. We're family. This is your church. They are worshiping God today in Swahili and Kikuyu and other tribal languages, but they know how to say Weddington too because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're family together. Now, just 14 miles down the road, we have our Monroe campus that'll be joining together to worship this afternoon about three o'clock. And, and it's such a beautiful place to join together and worship God in the different languages and to be able to celebrate with different music and worship styles. We're family. Our Bonds Grove campus just down the road from us here that's been in ministry and mission for so many years. On World Communion Sunday, I always go back in my mind to my home church as well. That's the church that helped raise and nurture me. And, and today they're joining together to worship. They're getting ready to have communion there in that church too because we're family. 
Isn't it amazing how when you believe in Jesus, all of a sudden you move from being a stranger to family? And it just automatically happens too. For example, did you know that just a a few months ago, maybe a year ago now, we had a young man who sits right over here in our 930 service, he was a young college kid, goes to East Carolina University, which is about four hours away. It's where our daughter went to school as well. And um, he just young, slender kid. One day he was there in Greenville, went out for a run, drops over with a major cardiac event. Thank God. There was a young guy who was there, another student, who had just the day before finished his CPR first aid training. And he was able to immediately start CPR. Another kid who was there called 911. They helped take care of him. Those two kids got awards by the university recently. Our kid, Blake, he was, he was picked up, taken to the hospital, and being right there at a university hospital, received in, amazing care. He was in intensive care for the longest time. And, and, and the problem is, is his church was four hours away. You know, his family's there staying in a hotel trying to love and take care of their kid, but their support system was four hours away. I picked up the phone and called Branson Sheets, who's the senior pastor of Covenant Methodist Church there in Greenville. It's the church where our daughter went as well. It was the largest Methodist church in the North Carolina Conference, the eastern side of the state. And I called Branson. I said, hey, got a kid, got a family. And immediately that day, Branson went there to the hospital to see him. Then later the associate went. Then Branson's daughter-in-law went and others. And the church took our family, wrapped their arms around them. And that church became our family's church as well. And loved on them and took care of them. Now just a few hours earlier, they'd never heard this kid's name. A few hours later, he's family. Why? Because we're the church. What makes us family is our relationship with Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. I love 1 John, the prologue, or John chapter 1, which is the prologue to the gospel where John is saying, you know, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And then in verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. But verse 12 says this beautiful thing, and that is, but to all who received him, who believed in his name, He gave power to become the children of God. Children of God. So the beautiful thing is, if you're a child of God, and you're a child of God, and you're a child of God, and you're a child of God, I'm a child of God, you know what makes us? Brothers and sisters. It makes us family. So one of the reasons why in the church, when we often receive new members or do we do baptisms, we don't really mention the last name very much. We'll call up and talk about the first name. You know why? Because, well, we all have the same family name. We're Christian. We are Christian. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Paul, talking to the church in Galatia, in Galatians 3, 26 said, For in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you, as were baptized in Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. 
There's no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. I love the fact now that, that when I go to Romania, Bulgaria, Costa Rica, Kenya, Monroe, Greenville, North Carolina, wherever it may be, you get around another Christian, your family, not strangers. Today is a day where we join together as one. That was Jesus' prayer, that we would be one. In John 17, when he knows the cross is coming, Jesus prays in verse 20, he goes, I ask not only on behalf of these, meaning those who are there, the disciples, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that includes us, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world would believe that you've sent me. The glory that you've given me, I've given to them, so that they may be one as we are one. I and them, you and me, that they may be completely one so that the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. You see, our oneness, the tent, the umbrella that makes us who we are as family, is our relationship with Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We're the church. It's World Communion Sunday. The family's getting together. Now, why are we coming to the table on World Communion Sunday? Well, the table's always been a sacred place. There's something about the family joining together at the table. As a matter of fact, I mean, I don't know what you do when your family gets together. My family gets together. It's typically to eat. We're going to meet at five. Why? Because we're eating at six, right? I have an aunt who's in town this weekend from Tom's River, New Jersey. And and so, you know, we get the note that says Aunt Sharon's coming in. And and then you get the note that says we're probably going to do dinner on, on Sunday night, Now, they didn't say they'll be receiving Sunday afternoon between 2 and 4 if you want to drop by and see Aunt Sharon. That's not the way we do it. We're going, we're going to sit down at a table somewhere around 5 if you want to meet. Because that's what family does. There's something sacred about the table. As a matter of fact, in biblical times, it was so sacred that it was a sign of acceptance. If you sat down with someone at the table and you ate with them, it said, I see you, I accept you. I embrace you. That's why Jesus kept getting so many complaints by others going, can you believe that he eats with tax collectors and sinners? It wasn't the fact that Jesus was just hanging out with people we don't think he should be hanging out with, but he's eating with them. That means I see you, I accept you, I embrace you. We come together to the table because we're family. We've been made one. The cup of blessing that we bless, Paul said, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? We're joining together with Christ himself. The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? We join together with Christ himself. But because there's one bread, we who are many are one body. For we partake of the one bread. 
Today we celebrate a holy sacrament with brothers and sisters across the world. Now in our church we have two sacraments. The first one is baptism. It's how we begin our journey and our walk with Christ. But the second one is the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, the Eucharist. This is how we sustain our walk with Christ. Baptism helps us begin our walk with Christ. Holy Communion is how we sustain our walk with Christ. Because we're family. Brothers and sisters, we join together. A sacrament is a sign of God's grace. It's God at work in our lives. Now, how do we do that today? Why do we do it the way we do? Well, when we receive communion here, we come forward. And the reason we do that is because it's a sign of our desire to receive God's grace. Now, obviously, if you're unable to come forward, we will love to bring and be privileged to bring the gift of God's grace to you. But we have this image of God going, come unto me. And, and the scripture is that, that God so loved the world that whosoever would believe in him, but God doesn't force himself on it. God invites us to his table. And so our coming forward is a sign of, I desire to be at the table of God. I desire to receive this grace of God in my life. We come with our hands cupped. Why do we do that? Because technically, you do not take communion, you receive communion. See, this is a gift from God. This is a gift of grace. And so the bread is placed in our hands as we share this gift, we take the bread and we then dip the tip of the bread in the cup, sharing together in the body and the blood of Christ. We come together and receive this gift of grace. We taste this gift of grace. And then it becomes part of who we are. And it makes us family across the world. You know, I love it when all of my kids come home and we get to sit around the table. This day must just be awesome for God when his kids across the world come to his table.